0: we're not going to waste one minute this is a
1: no dilly no dally zone for this one
0: This senior class has a chance to make history
2: this might be the most talented team we've ever seen assembled in the state of georgia oh that's pretty good
3: it doesn't sound as much like a sneeze anymore
1: Welcome to another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast, All-Stars Edition. This is where we take the tour around the state. We get you caught up now that everybody's at practice. acclamation week is done. Everybody is all optimistic, and it's 400-plus schools getting ready for the 23 season. Hannah is off to my left. What do you have in store?
3: The season's only a couple weeks away, so we wanted to catch up with all of our favorite high school football reporters across the state, and we're going to dive right into it Check. today, John. We're not going to waste one no, minute. This is a
1: no-dilly, no-dally zone for this one.
3: Because WRBL-TV Columbus sports anchor Jack Patterson has joined us. Jack, how
4: the heck are you, buddy? Man, I am fantastic. It, it, it's The summer flew by so fast, y'all. Well, I'm it's what super- happens when you get married. Okay, okay. I did get married, but I mean, y'all know better. I mean, you got to get married in the fall when I mean, in the summer when you have a fall as crazy as ours down over these parts, right?
1: Yeah, I got Absolutely. married. I got married in January. I know exactly what you're saying. I
3: got married in July. So yes, you know, we're all in the same boat. Congratulations, by the way, Jack.
4: I appreciate y'all. It's good to be back.
3: Yeah, it's good to have you. Well, let's get right to it. The crown jewels of your area: Sly Carver, Lagrange, Troop. Among many others, give us the update on what you've seen in the off season.
4: Man, I, I don't. Th- I didn't think that we could top last year, but this year is sure gonna try. So you know, you talk about at the top, and you're talking about Sly County, who was in the state championship game in one and one a-, a division two last year. You know, it came up just short. You know the beautiful thing about that is they've got a large amount of that team coming back and this is going to kind of be the last ride for that squad. So this is going to be a year where I think Sly is really, you know, more so than they more so than ever, they're really going to try to go all out and try to bring that trophy home to Ellaville. So that's definitely a big storyline we're going to be following. You know, all we are always following Carver. Year two under Pierre Coffey. Year one was good, you know, but, you know, if you go at, on the hill, they'll tell you that they expected more, and they're going to expect more this season. So uh, definitely going to – be looking forward to that um inside the city of columbus a couple of new coaching changes as well you got ryan mckenzie going from Chatco to hardaway and then you've got johnny garner who was an assistant coach on carver squad he is taking over at shaw and um that's a really big deal for the raiders over there in fact um, the raiders have been the subject of our in the trenches series you can go over to wrbl.com there you My go home- my old boss, Rex Castillo, has been doing an amazing job along with Drew Platter and yeah that last name sounds familiar, Nelly. Mm-hmm. Um his son is our uh works in our creative services department. Um so they've been doing an amazing job going in depth with the um Raiders through training camp. Uh, the first two episodes are out as we speak and then the third one will be out it'll be five total so definitely check that out on wrbl.com it's our version of hard knocks and they put a lot of blood sweat and tears into that project and it shows so uh, definitely do that but um, definitely a lot of stuff look we're looking at for them and then you go up to troop county you're talking about uh, Troop, Callaway and LaGrange, mm-hmm. the three teams that just, they just keep winning, you know, you know, Troop obviously had that remarkable run last season, you know, going nine and one in the regular season and then LaGrange, the battle back. And then that one loss that Troop had in the regular season, came to LaGrange in the last week of the season. And yeah, Teo Todd is still there. It's his swang song, and this just happened as we are recording this. I just found this out minutes before I jumped on the phone with y'all. Teo just committed to Georgia Southern. Oh, Whoa. Pick up. So, That's so huge. that just that just happened. So um, big deal for Teo, and they, you know, Troops got a lot of Talakwa Bird songs still there. You know, he's. Oh, and he's power five bound. So definitely a lot of talent still for Troop. But just got talent galore. That running back room is still, you know, I'll put that up against some of the best running backs rooms in the Southeast. They have a lot of talent in that room. And then Callaway, you know, a lot of people kind of, you know, thought Callaway was down last year and they still made a run. I still think they will be a problem in two way for a lot of teams.
1: So then, let's go to the next step and the last question for me. Give me give me a team below the radar that you think might come up and surprise some folks. Is it a Northside Columbus in an encore? Who do you think could come up and surprise folks? Maybe.
4: I like Northside, but Northside's got a big piece to replace a Malachi Hosley who's mm-hmm. now at Penn. Um that that's a big, big piece to replace. So but I do like The framework that Northside still has in place, you know, I'm gonna go northeast, Nelly. I'm gonna go to Manchester High School and the Blue Devils. What Stephen Holmes has been building up there is really, really nice, and a lot of people don't really know about it. You know, they they gave Sly a run for their money last year in that uh, game that ended up being a de facto region championship game. So, don't sleep on Manchester. That's gonna be my prediction like you know sly is gonna be good they're gonna be amongst the elite in the state but manchester don't forget they went to the elite eight last year so don't sleep on them either
1: and when you got a guy like justice terry who is not small (laughs) no six five two seventy five coming at you single a six five two seventy five ran into him and that interview will be up in short order as well you get a tall drink of water like that definitely something to pay attention to hannah go
3: Last question for me, besides Teo Todd, give us one player. One more cheat code. If you can, that that the folks listening should keep their eye on this season.
4: I can't do one, so i do two. <laughs> okay. okay. It's, <laughs> a, it's the dynamic duo down in Slot County, Jay Kanazawa and Jalua Solomon. Nice. Those two are magic together. You know, Kanazawa, the quarterback, who, you know, I feel like is tremendously underrated. You know, you don't hear a lot of noise around him. I think you should be hearing a ton of noise around him. I think Canizalez is one of the best quarterbacks in our area, and I think he's going to continue to show that this year. And then Jalua Solomon, he's got all the noise, as deservedly so. You know, he's going to be a power five target, and you don't really see that coming out of single A. But you know, he's you know Florida State's been heavy on him amongst other schools, so. But that dynamic duo, I think if, if Sly County is going to go, reach the, go to the top of Mountaintop this year, it is going to be the, because of the play of those two amongst so many other guys.
1: Well, Jack, as always, great to catch up with you, my friend. Uh, Make sure that everybody knows what's going on down there at WRBL every single week. Congratulations. On becoming a husband to an (laughs) incredibly talented wife. It's been a very busy off season and business is about to pick up as old Jr. used to say for you, my friend. Uh, Thanks for hanging out with us here in the All-Stars. We'll catch up with you soon.
4: Appreciate it. Y'all preps All-Stars on August 18th. Can't wait.
3: (laughs) Bye, Jack.
1: Batting second in the batting order. Rod Carew was a great number two hitter, by the way. And that's, that's your Google search for today, kids. Batting second in our batting order this time around for the All-Stars. Number two is from number 13, WMAZ's Marvin James. So, uh, Marvin, since we are officially uh, in a no-dilly, no-dally zone with you and all the time that you spend down there in middle Georgia, I'm, I'm, I've been warming up.
3: Oh, no.
1: I've been warming up. Oh! Lego, that's pretty good. Uh, see, good uh, see, I'm in I'm, the Hannah, you know, Hannah just no, starts. No,
3: you're really actually getting much better at it. It doesn't sound as much like a sneeze anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Marvin, what's up? Give us the update there in Central Georgia.
5: Okay, I guess we have some of the, the, the usual suspects down here, if you will. Um, the Warner Robins Demons, Northside Eagles. Peach County, Trojans. Three um, new up. coaches. Three
1: new coaches.
5: Yeah, right. Gonna, why not? So let's go with that. <laughs> the monster for right now. Um, Warner Robins, it uh, looks like they're playing, trying to play for their uh, unprecedented seventh straight title game. Um, they were in that last year, and they lost to Ware County. But just for them to be there and um, six straight, pretty amazing. Um but as we know their head coach is not there any longer. Um Marquise Westbrook uh gone over to Peach. The new head coach is Shane Sam's a really sharp guy. Um a, a former uh a D-man graduate. Um he was there on the on that staff during uh I think their first or second um state championship uh, run um as the office coordinator with um, Dylan Fromm as quarterback. So He is no stranger to the program. I think that they're going to be okay. I mean, they are losing Victor Burley. and We know how big Vic Vic, Vic was a a mainstay for Warner Robins for at least the past six, seven, eight years. But um, he had to move on. He's at Clemson now. But um, I expect some good things. Northside across town, um, Coach Chad Alleygood, he's gone. He's at Jones County as the uh, new AD over there. And Ben Bailey, now the head coach. Um, Ben Bailey, um, uh, has been at HOCO and Peach County the last couple of years as, uh, coordinator status, so, um, he brings in a lot of experience. Um, uh, Ricardo Jones is the big name to hear from over, uh, over there, big-time safety, um, and he's headed to Clemson over there from the Northside. In Peach County, uh, we'll talk about, like, Marquis Mar- Mar- Westbrook, um, He's over there now, and we know what he's been able to do the past uh, four years at at Warner Robins. He went straight to uh, the the title game four years during his time, and before that, he was there as a defense coordinator. So he's been there all six years, and he's won two under his belt. uh, So it's going to be a different look over there on that side of town and, and Fort Valley uh, for Peach County. You know the Campbells are gone. Coach Chad Campbell's been there for a long time, but those guys over there are ready to win and 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 win. They they have to win right away. Um, I don't think the pressure is going to be any less for Coach Westbrook. Um, it's probably going to be even even tighter over there. But the one good news or the big news out of Peach County, I don't know if you guys know this, but. After about forty years, I know as long as I've been here at the station over twenty four they are starting to play games at seven thirty. They usually play at eight like in wow. South nice. and so now they're playing at seven thirty, so that helps us with deadlines, yeah <laughs> so we're
1: excited about that. <laughs>
3: Yeah, every minute counts.
1: No doubt, especially when you're trying to make slot on a Friday night. With, no kidding. With, I mean, when, when when you and Frank and Ben and everybody, are and and you're trying to get there, any that half hour definitely counts. Well, Marvin, as always, great to catch up with you, my friend, getting the lowdown of everything there in the, the Central Georgia in the 478. You know, I'll we'll be keeping an eye on you. And when you know that you're going to be on our speed dial all season long for a very, very interesting year down there in middle Georgia. Thanks for hanging out.
5: No doubt. No doubt. Let me say one more name to watch one down name. here in Central Georgia. Nick Wolfel, 2,700 yards rushing, 40 touchdowns for Northeast. He's got a 4.0, and he's just the junior folks. Remember that name.
3: Wow. Thank you. What he said. Next up is host of extra point for ITG next Georgia, Phil Jones and Phil, you guys have been putting out some amazing stories from all over the state. You even got to spend some time at Buford. Tell me what you took away from that visit.
6: Yeah, well guys, first of all, thank you so much for the kind words, Hannah. And thank you guys for having me. Uh, uh, I really look forward to another season of talking high school football with you guys. So, we did spend uh, – we were embedded with uh, the Buford program for about three days, and it was during the, the first half of uh, spring practice. Uh, you know, Buford actually played their spring game right in the middle of spring practice. They practiced for a week, played Norcross, and then came back and wrapped up spring uh, spring practice with week two. But to answer your question, you know, and remember, this was before Dylan Riola came to town. So Buford, every bit is advertised, guys. I mean, I came away so impressed. Um, got to sit in with them during the practice. Again, we went with them to Norcross, um, and guys, they were clicking on, on all cylinders. Now, that was even again with uh, a couple of quarterbacks who, um, unfortunately, you know for them, or however you want to look at it, are no longer with the Buford program. Uh, but it's like I've said, you know, Buford's gonna be fine with or without a great quarterback. Um, you know, they've got so many great athletes, guys. It's just uh, and what else can what else, you know, can you say about Buford? I think they are definitely gotta be the uh prohibitive favorite in seven A, especially now with the addition of Dylan Riola. Uh they really look sharp against Norcross, albeit a spring football game. But um just I came away so impressed, as always, as you always are with the Buford program, the facilities, Coach Ampling, guys, is one of the best, too. He does such a great job at keeping those guys focused, humble, no matter what the outside world, people like me, are saying about them.
1: So who else in your touring, in all of your research, and all of your early stories, who is also coming across as advertised for you this year in 23?
6: Gosh, I'm really big on Lee County. Um I think, you know, and well there's some great players in this state. We all know that. Uh, but I really like Usmani Cromaw. I think every chance I get, you know, to talk to you guys, I'm always talking about Usmani. He's uh he's been our ITG Next offensive player of the year the last 2 years um as part of our annual football banquet. I, you know I don't want to obviously, you know, cast any uh, uh, bad omens on him. I don't want to, jinx, don't want to jinx him. <laughs> but i got to tell you, uh, right now he would be my favorite to take it for a third consecutive year. The, the, the young man is phenomenal. So, anyway, you got a lot of guys coming back for Lee County. They didn't lose many at all. Uh, Lee County didn't. So, I really look for uh, Lee County to make some noise uh, this year. Gosh, who else? Um, I think Hughes is going to be back. I know a lot of people are talking about they lost a lot. They did lose a lot. But, man, it's just I'm a big believer in as your quarterback goes, so goes your team. And with Prentice, Air Nolan, he's going to put this team on his back. I think he's going to take them a long way.
3: Well, I was going to ask you if there was a player that you had your eye on or one, I guess it's hard to narrow down to one player, but somebody, I guess, besides Aaron Nolan, that the people listening can can kind of zero in on this season. Who do you think?
6: Yeah, you know, I really, and again, not necessarily a, a dark horse, but uh, I really like Nick Woodford, uh, Northeast Macon, just a pure runner. Uh, for those of you, and I'm showing my age here, well, he reminds me so much of the Jim Brown. Wow. Uh, yeah, and John, you probably, Anna's probably too young. Uh, John, you're the old guy with me here in the bunch. But, True. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I don't know if you see that or not with Nick Woodford, but uh, and this will be uh, yet another great running back. They're starting to pump him out there at Northeast Macon. So I like him a lot. Um, Benedictine's quarterback.
1: Um, Roman Hawk, yeah.
6: Yeah, absolutely. You know, FSU offered him – before he even stepped foot as a starter at Benedictine. Mm-hmm. Wow. Dan- Britt. Yeah, Danny Britt was telling me about about him. Yeah uh, again when he was playing behind what was the guy's name? Uh uh Gerner?
1: Yeah Holden, on- Gerner, yeah.
6: Yep. So boy, what a great thing that Danny Britt's got going at Benedictine, huh?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they they are not they are not average. Yeah. They're they're yeah, not an average they program. Are not.
5: John, I've
6: shared this with you before, and, and Hannah, you know, I think this will be the first time I've had a chance to talk with you about this, but I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens at Irwin County um, with Soliday no longer the quarterback there. He's moved on, of course, going to Mercer to actually play baseball, mm-hmm. um, but it's going to be interesting to see what Coach Soliday uh, can, can do there. Cause that's a, again, as your quarterback goes, so goes your team, and man, that's big big shoes to fill.
3: Well, Phil, uh, you're you're teasing yeah. our next guest because I'm asking her all about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, Mary <Alex laughs> Andrews is coming on after you about this. Uh, last question from me, give me a sleeper. You know, you've talked about teams that don't have their you know, they're learning without new with, learning with new quarterbacks. Give me somebody below the radar from a team perspective that you think could surprise you. mentioned Lee County; they're a stalwart there in one six A. Is there somebody that's kind of flying below the radar that you've been keeping your eye on this year that might surprise some folks?
6: Yeah, you know, I've been. Uh, I like Cal. I think they're a team to watch. And I know this is going to sound crazy when I say this, but keep an eye on Valdosta. Now, some people may say Valdosta; they're the winningest football program in the country. Yeah, but. You know, I think they have fallen off a lot of people's radars. They were 8-0 last year, and then, of course, they fell, you know, dropped their final three games last year. Um, But look out for the Valdosta Wildcats this year. I think they are going to have a – they're poised to have a phenomenal season.
3: Well, thank you so much, Phil. We appreciate it, as always, for your insight about high school football around the state.
6: Guys, thanks so much for having me.
1: Batting cleanup on the All-Stars, it is Mary Alex Anders, and she is a coach's daughter, so she knows what's going on in South Georgia to begin with because she's grown up in it, doing sports at South Georgia TV with uh, CBS down there. So, Mary Alex, let me ask you this to lead off here. What has summer been like for you? What have you seen coming into 23? Give me some of the highlights of what you've been able to report on so far.
0: So as far as football, I mean, really lately, it's just pretty much been a bunch of OTAs, you know, and but I think mainly what I've been doing this summer is just a bunch of camps. <laughs>
3: bunch I of bet you- you're so hot out there. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh,
0: my gosh, Hey, I'm not complaining because I've gotten pretty tan, but um Yeah, I think I'm about camped out. I'm definitely ready for football season, but, you know, it's been pretty fun. I've definitely been able to meet a bunch of kids in a bunch of of different sports that normally uh, we don't get to cover during football season as much as we'd like to. Um, So, I mean, that's been the great part about it. But as far as football, um, it's just been OTAs and really just calling the coaches and saying, you know, hey, what's going on? What are y'all looking like this year?
3: (laughs) Well, one of the stories you've been covering is Irwin County. Last season was the first season since 2017. The Indians did not make it to the state championship. Soliday's no longer at QB. What have you seen out of them, and what are your expectations from them this season?
0: So when I talked to Coach Soliday, I believe it was last week or um, like Friday, I went out there for kind of like a preseason opener. I thought it was gonna be more of like an actual scrimmage, but it was kind of just them pretty much doing drills and stuff like that. But I mean, it's Irwin County, so you can always expect a lot of good things out of them. I did ask him about the quarterback position and he said they're um you know, they're still looking good this year. He said um that Luke Schneider is what is their junior quarterback that they're kind of looking at this year and he is also a coach's kid, I'm pretty sure from what um if I can remember correctly what he told me. But um, he said that Luke's looking pretty promising, that quarterback this year. And they have a lot of kids coming back. So they're hoping to definitely go back to the state championship this year because I think last year was definitely an eye-opener. And he said that the kids are kind of going in there with a chip on their shoulder into this season. So I think we can always expect some good things out of Irwin County.
1: So then, let me ask you as a follow-up about Region One Seven A, and I know that you spend a lot of time keeping an eye on what's going on over at Colquitt with the Packers. What are you, what's your takeaway? I know that when you talk to Sean Calhoun about last year, he'll sit there and say season ended prematurely, disappointed with the result. He wants to be playing in that last game of the year. When I mentioned Colquitt County to you, what what's the vibe like?
0: I mean, it's pretty much. Same vibe as last year, you know. Um, they're just a solid team. They have so many kids coming back. This senior class, especially offensively, is just loaded. And you know, they have Nico Fan returning, their quarterback, and he's really grown as, as a quarterback, but also just as a person. And he's one of the leaders on their team. That he may not. He's a man of very few words. Nico is, but when he speaks, his team listens to him, and so. Um, Nico's awesome, and I'm excited to see what he's going to do and how much he's going to grow this year at quarterback. But, you know, they still have five-star tight end Landon Thomas, who actually just flipped from Georgia to Florida State. He'll be um, joining Doherty County's Cam Davis. who's um, He's quarterback for Doherty, but he's being recruited as a running back for Florida State. So they're both going over there next year as far as right now. And, yeah, you, know, um, you know, NICAR is still there, and Nick Pace on defense is coming back. And so – um, they also have Zay Williams, who's a receiver, and he's pretty good. He has a, he's a he has a few small offers right now, but he's a really good athlete, and he's going to do some big things for the Packers this year. I know a lot about them offensively. I haven't really been able to talk to coach um, about them defensively this year, but I think you can pretty much expect the same the same powerhouse of a defense this year from the Packers as you normally do.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure. Well, your area of coverage, you've got Fitzgerald. Lounge, Cook, Valdosta, as well. My last question for you, and I'm not going to ask you about every school, (laughs) (laughs) but like, uh, what else has stood out to you in your preseason coverage from, from the other schools down there in South Georgia?
0: Well, I talked to Coach Pruitt over at Fitzgerald the other day at their OTA, and um, that OTA at and then we're also there, but I really spent a lot of time with Coach Pruitt getting to, you know, kind of preview the season, and he actually said that this senior class has a chance to make history for Fitzgerald Athletics being the most winningest team in history there because, you know, this is the senior class that's been to all of the state championships with him. And so, hey, they're definitely ready (laughs) – to, you know, be on that track of redemption this year and go back to the state championship and hopefully get another title. But um, they have a lot of kids coming back. They really do. And I think we're going to expect a lot of things out of Fitzgerald as we normally do. And as far as Lounge, you know, they have new coach, Coach Carter. And um, after I talked to a pretty reliable source down there in Lounge County.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that could be. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, my father, I called him and... um. You know, just kind of ask him a little bit, because I don't really get to go down there a whole lot, but um, he said offensively, you know, he can expect them to be really, really good. They have a bunch of really good kids. Um, senior tight end Grant Lasky, is he's six five, two 230-pound tight end, so um, he's going to be pretty solid. He's committed to Charlotte right now, but um, we're going to expect big things out of him, and then. They call him Smoke Fleming. He's a running back. He runs a 4 40 Nice. <laughs> and so he saw their quarterback is coming back. Um, but, but Dad also said that, you know, defensively is where he says they're going to have to put in a lot of work. Um, they're pretty young on the defensive side, but – they're you know, they're doing what they can to kinda of get him geared up but he's super excited about it and he has a few kids on there that he's excited about. Coleman Lewis, who's their middle linebacker. He has a bunch of power five offers from like Auburn and LSU and a bunch of stuff. And then um he said Trey Thomas is a six one safety who's really one to keep an eye on this year, um, down there at Lowndes that he expects pretty good things out of him. And, um, but, you know, most of them are two sport athletes. A bunch of them went to the state championship in track this year and they did pretty well or they won it. So Lowndes is looking pretty good. I think Doherty County is going to look good too. Um, As far as like in their region, you know, they still have Cam Davis, who's four or five star um, quarterback. But, you know, like I said, he's being recruited as a running back. And um, Maurice Davis, who's a 6'4 edge, actually just committed to Ole Miss um, out of Howdy Doherty Tony. County. <laughs> and, <laughs> Well, as a Mississippi State graduate, eh? We've got egg egg
1: bowl discussions that need to be had with you, too. I have to say
3: it at least once. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. But, I mean, we're expecting a bunch of things out of South Georgia football this year. I think you can always count on them. Um, Valdosta, I think, is going to be an interesting team to watch this year. You know, they've had a bunch of stuff going on off the field. But um, I think they might have a few kids coming back. And um, so Valdosta is going to be one that, I'm going to be interested to watch this year. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be a really good season down here. And um, I haven't had the chance to talk to as many coaches as I'd want to, but, you know, obviously Lee County has a bunch coming back. Quarterback Weston Bryan's only a junior, and, you know, he's coming off of a wrestling state championship. So, um, and this is going to be his first full season as their starting quarterback. And then obviously they still have Usmani, um, who's like the number one running back in his class. Yeah. <laughs> and so they have, but, Last time I talked to Coach Fabrizio, he said this is probably one of the most veteran teams he's had coming back. They didn't graduate a whole lot of kids last year. So um, I think we can definitely expect a different outcome at the end of the season this year for Lee County than we did last year.
1: Well, Mary, Alex, as always, it's great to catch up with you and everybody down there at South Georgia TV. Thanks for hanging out with us here. Batting cleanup on the Football Fridays in Georgia. All-Stars will be keeping an eye. And don't be a stranger, okay?
0: Yes, sir. Absolutely. Thank you Thank you all.
3: Last but not least, voice of Football Fridays in Georgia on GBB Sports, Matt Stewart. And Matt, we've been asking all of our guests today to name one or two players to watch this season. But with you, we're going to ask you a bunch of them. We'll start okay. off. Let, let's start with uh, Buford, shall we? Yeah. Uh, quarterback sure. Dylan Riola. What have I'll you see you guys in a half an hour. From him? And um, who else on that Buford team stands out to you?
2: Well, you know, the thing about Buford is I thought they were overwhelming favorites to win the 7A state championship before they added Dylan Rayola, who's the number one prospect in the entire country. As we know, quarterback committed to the Georgia Bulldogs in the 2024 signing class. I think the addition of Rayola puts them in a category where they legitimately, you know, compete for a national championship. Uh, I think they're a three-touchdown favorite, better than any 7A team. Now that doesn't mean they can't get beat, and certainly they can. And certainly there are teams out there capable of putting up an upset against them and knocking them out. But I think on paper, I'm just saying they they look that good to me that they are an overwhelming favorite against pretty much anybody they would play in 7A, much less any other. You know, uh, classification in the state of Georgia. It could be. It is probably, and we've seen a lot of them, like the 2019, you know, Marietta team, and the and the duo combination of uh, Sam Horn and Travis Hunter a couple of years ago with Collins Hill. But as far as just flat out talented teams, this might be from a college uh, recruiting, pers- you know, prospect this might be the most talented team we've ever seen assembled in the state of Georgia. And, you know, it's not just Dylan Rayola, but they've got the five-star Edron Houston, uh, K.J. Bolden, the five-star safety, who will also uh, play wide receiver. Uh, The Bolden-Rayola combination is going to be hard for just about any high school football team to stop. would be hard for some college football teams to stop. You know, Edric Houston, five-star defensive lineman, and, you know, the list just goes on and on and on. They've got, you know, they got more five and four stars than a lot of power five conference teams do. So it it just is what it is.
3: Wow.
1: So then let me ask you this. How many of the teams that won championships last year would you anticipate repeating or challenging to repeat here in 23?
2: Okay. Well, you know, remember, Buford didn't win it last year. They got knocked out in the second round right. by Walt. Yeah, uh, Carrollton got to the finals. I think Carrollton, you know, uh, if if you you know not seeing the brackets, and we know that depends upon region play. I think Carrollton's got a great shot to get back in the state finals and play Buford if they don't meet along the way. And I haven't studied the brackets. I'm sure there's a there's a way that's possible. And I'm guessing if they're region champions, hopefully that's not possible. But yeah, Langston Hughes I've got as a repeat favorite in 6A. I've got Gainesville as a repeat favorite to get to the state finals and play them again. Uh, Warner Robins, I have as at least a semifinal team. Ware County, a quarterfinal team in 5A. I've got Creekside as my number one and Kella as my number two in 5A. I got Benedictine going for the 3 peep this year and a favorite to do it. Uh, I got North Oconee as a team uh, to to likely get there and play them in the finals. Cedar Grove, I've got as a... Bear with me here. I always refer to them, uh, not trying to make any kind of a statement, I refer to them as co-champions Okay. in, okay. in, in 2022. In my mind, that game didn't get to get finished in the right way. There's the
3: play one more time. Here's the play. He
5: goes, is his knee down? Does he get the ball? There's a lot of people are wondering.
3: You see the bro folks are seeing that replay and saying, what? He
1: was short of the, okay. We had no replay in high school, by the way. Is up you can hear the and a stunned crowd on the seated roadside.
2: I mean now south, you know the game it, it, the game just didn't finish the right way, and that's why we've got instant replay going into this season, so you know it isn't you know it is it is a matter of everybody recognizing that that game did not finish the way it was supposed to, and it's brought about a big change in high school football this year where we're going to have instant replay in the state finals, and they're going to do a test run of it here coming up in a couple of weeks on Corky Kell. Now, if they'd run that play over, they get, you know, uh, Sandy Creek scores, and they're the state champions. But in my mind, that game stopped right there where the call went wrong. And so I consider Cedar Grove, and I know that's a long-winded way to get to where I'm saying, I think <laughs> Cedar Grove is the, is, is the favorite for me in, in 3A. So um, the rest of them, as far as repeats, I don't have any other repeat winners, but I think I think teams that got there last year got a good chance to get there again. I got Schley County and 1A D2 as my favorite. St. Francis, the team that you know legitimately could have knocked off Prince Avenue in the uh, semifinals last year. I got them as my as my 1A D1 favorite, and I got Appling County as my 2A uh, favorite with Thompson and Fitzgerald two and three. So those were your two state finalists. In 2A last year, I got them 2 and 3 in my preseason.
3: I always love to hear a uh, Matt Stewart underdog. Matt, who do you think could uh, sneak into the state championships or uh, have a deep run in the playoffs this year?
2: Uh, well, my my really, really big dog is uh, in 4A, where I've got uh, Spaulding, a team that really hasn't done much of anything ever. Right. I got them as a team that could make a deep run in the playoffs, 7 and 5, but they return more all-region players than any other team in the 4A classification. So we'll see how that transpires, but they're a team, I think, that could make a deep run. Stockbridge that has done it in the past, you know, I think uh, I think they're a top-eight team in, in 4A, too. Um, looking at the rest of my, you know, who else stands out as as anything shocking that those those right there are probably the ones that have probably elicited the most response from people i think hiram is a team <laughs> you know a team that again a, a program that really hasn't do, ever done much of anything i think they had a 10-1 season a few years ago but uh, they were 5 and 5 last year but they're loaded with college football recruiting talent one of the top tight ends in the country who this summer uh committed to uh, southern cal a close to four-star offensive lineman who just uh, in the last week committed to Georgia Tech. And uh, you know, quite frankly, part of the problem with Hiram in the past is a lot of their talent got picked off from other teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, that hasn't necessarily happened this year. So we'll see what they, if they, you know, maintaining their talent level. Uh, I think they could be a top eight team. And, you know, when I say top eight team, I'm talking about a team that gets to the quarterfinals. You know, to me, that's really where the playoffs start. Once you get to the quarterfinals, you're kind of, you're kind of in it. You're, your season's kind of legit at that program if you at that point if you get to the quarterfinals. So that's a team. Um, I you know I like uh, you know maybe a surprise team. I think uh, you know Hebron Christian. I thought I mean I really had them up there until they lost their quarterback Gavin Hall, who transferred to Gainesville. Uh, Gavin Hall might be one of the most underrated from a college football recruiting perspective. He might be one of the most underrated players in the entire state. You know, went for over 4,000 yards of total offense last year, over 2,000 passing and 2,000 rushing last year. I think he accounted for uh, 40 or 50 touches. I mean, it's just ridiculous numbers playing for Jonathan Guest. Yeah. And, he, and he's transferred to Gainesville.
1: Make that so, shit even with that though, awesome.
2: we'll see how Hebron does. They could still be a top eight seed, but the big question mark top eighteen. But the big question mark with them is going to be the uh, the quarterback position. Um, I like Spencer to come back and have another strong season in two A. The team out of Columbus, who you know had kind of a historic season last year, I think they have the makings to come back and have have another good year. So. Yeah, that's kind of uh kind of it in a nutshell. We could uh, we could jump down into one A D two Jenkins County, Dooley County, both of them seven win teams a year ago. They got a lot coming back. I think they could be teams that uh, you know, make some waves this season.
3: Those are good ones. Those are really good ones. Well last question for saving, you Matt.
1: saving the tape. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. John's taking notes. Um we last question for you. I <laughs> just like totally blanked out. <laughs> Uh, we mentioned Rayola. Tell us about some of the other top players in the Atlanta area and in the higher classifications that are a must-watch this season.
2: Oh yeah, well, Sammy Brown from you know Jefferson, uh, five-star linebacker, rated as high as the number one linebacker in the entire country. He's also a great running back for the Jefferson Dragons. Uh, he's committed to Clemson over the summer. You know, he'll be a fun one to watch. He'll play both sides of the ball. Amy Brown's a guy to watch. Mike Matthews, who just in the last couple of weeks, five-star out of Parkview wide receiver just in the last couple of weeks, he committed to um, Tennessee. He's going to be a fun one to watch. Uh, Aaron Nolan, of course, who was our player of the year on our All-GPB team last year, our overall player of the year, Aaron Nolan, uh or he was our offensive player of the year. Pardon me, anyway, he was up there. he's like, you know he's one of our top three awards, Air Nolan committed to Ohio State over the summer. you know he's gonna be a guy to watch and he's gonna be a fun one to watch, and you know big reason why I've got Hughes getting back to the state championship game and a in a and the possibility of uh winning it and then Carrollton, of course, has as we know uh juju Juju Smith, Juju Lewis, pardon me. Uh, who uh, is, you know, a sophomore. He's still just a baby in all of this. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the top quarterbacks in the entire country. And his top target, a Caleb Odom, committed to Alabama over the summer. And they got a big offensive lineman, Becky Helton, you know, who's just a sophomore. He committed to Alabama over the summer. So uh, Carrollton is going to be really good. Are they good enough to beat Buford as uh, – you said had been predicted. I don't know about that, but it'll be interesting uh, if they, you know, indeed meet up in the, in the semifinals instead of the state championship game.
1: Really looking forward to it. No doubt about it with a great season coming up here at GPB with football Fridays in Georgia and all of our coverage, Matt, obviously is going to be front and center for all of that. And so, that's the rundown for the day. Jack Patterson, WRBL. Marvin James, WMAZ. Phil Jones, ITG. Next, Mary Alexander's of uh, South Georgia TV and CBS South Georgia. Matt Stewart, the play-by-play voice, the Emmy award-winning play-by-play yep. voice.
3: Awesome! Oh team yeah! Award. Congratulations, Matt. It was
2: a you uh, It was a team award. They can only <laughs> put four names on the thing, but it was it was truly a team award. There's no, I mean. You know, and we all know how many people go into making Football Fridays in Georgia what it is, and it's certainly not one person nor just four. It's a it's an army of people, of which you are a big part of. And just because you know my name got on the award this year, doesn't mean it was a it was a team award. It
1: was. And we're gonna start it up all over again in short yes, order. That's the 20- twenty That is the twenty twenty three preview with the GPB Football Fridays in Georgia. All stars for Ambassador Jeremy, for Governor Reagan, for Kim J- for King James, Jake the Snagan, for Hannah. I'm just John, kickoffs are now. That's the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. We'll see you next time.